Keystone Sports Network. Hello and welcome to the obligatory Keystone Crossover Show. I'm Jim Galanti along with Chris Bucanani. Chris, as always, great to chat some Penn State football with you today. Never a bad time for it, man. You know that. It never is. What we're doing here is we're combining the obligatory Penn State podcast and the Keystone Sports Network. This is where Chris and I will find a Penn State or college football topic that we're interested in. So we're sure that you'll be interested in it also. We're alternating the show between our sites. This week we are on the Keystone Sports Network. Next week, if you're looking for our show, just Google obligatory and you'll find us on Chris's outlets. Chris, I'll tell you what, a week or so ago, as a season ticket holder, you were one of the few, one of the chosen, to get a poll or a survey that the university put out from the, um, it was from the athletic department, and one of the things they were asking about was this idea of a new Beaver Stadium versus an upgraded current Beaver Stadium. Before we even get to that, do we need anything? Do we need to change anything at Beaver Stadium besides maybe a little bit of the plumbing to make the restrooms better and a couple more food choices? Well, okay, there are two answers to this question, Jim, and this was actually the second such survey that the athletic department has put out. Now, granted, the first one came pre-COVID-19, so I think there was the survey that went out with the initial stab at a facilities master plan. And now, obviously, a lot has been upended worldwide and changed the finances of college athletics considerably. But as things are settling back down, they are revisiting the idea of the future of Beaver Stadium. So when I say there are two answers, there's my answer to the question, which for me personally is no. I I am quite fine with Beaver Stadium exactly as it is. Again, just me personally, it's not going to take anything away from my enjoyment of Penn State football or my willingness to continue attending games and supporting the teams, whether or not they ever touch that facility, other than to make sure it's structurally sound, right? But I do think the other answer is, realistically, given the way the landscape of college football is changing, I don't know that it's a necessity, but it... I will acknowledge that it's probably important for Penn State to look at, if nothing else, upgrading some of the amenities that are available to enhance the in-person, in-game experience. If they want to continue to buck the trend that we've been seeing nationally of declining attendance at games. The extent to which they have to uh, either renovate or replace the stadium, that's a much more nebulous question to me. Well, let's get to that in a moment. But first, understood that there's certain things you point out the make sure the stadium is safe. That's important. Are there other issues, legal issues, handicapped, accessible, things like that that they have to deal with? Um, there are some things that are just practical matters like the plumbing, apparently, if they ever wanted to do one of those hockey games there in the middle of winter, the plumbing would not have been prepared for it. They have to uh, winterize the stadium. Correct. So maybe they have to modernize some of those things. But if you're looking at 
from a business sense, gee, how do we sell more tickets with a better stadium? I don't think you do. I think people attend Penn State football games for the atmosphere. What makes Beaver Stadium great is not the physical structure itself. It's the fan base. It's the student sections. It's all the pomp and circumstance that comes with a Penn State football game. It's the whiteout. It's everyone wearing white and shaking, you know, the white pom-poms. That make, It's the noise level. Those are the things that make it special. And that's how they draw the crowds, correct? And I think there is a unique charm, distinctive to college football, where the most legendary venues in the sport still feel a little bit like high school stadiums on steroids. If you're looking to approximate an NFL in-game experience, which, by the way, I think is terrible. The live NFL experience, I think, is garbage for a variety of reasons. And, and college is great. Part of the appeal of college is how different it feels. And the character of these old buildings is definitely part of that. Now, do I think that's a critical differentiator where if it went away, people would stop caring about the Nittany Lions? No, not at all. But it is one reason to stop and think, do we really need to sink X amount of dollars into the very best upgrades when maybe we could make some smaller tweaks and still retain the vast majority of our customer base and, and not go into debt to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars to pay for this. That may be one of the reasons they're that, doing this market research right now is to make that determination. And that's what I'm talking about as far as making a business decision. If I can get over 100,000 people coming into my old, decrepit stadium, is it a great business decision to do something else? I'm not sure that it is. Maybe it's just fixing those things that have to be fixed and you do well. And you also you bring up a great point about the charm of college football or college sports in general. I can't help uh, but think, Chris, of my days when I lived in Philadelphia following college basketball. And if you're from Philadelphia and you're a college basketball fan, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say, how about you know watching a basketball game at the Penn Palestra or McGonagall Hall at Temple? or Hawk Hill at St. Joe's, those places had the character and they're being replaced, you know, an on-campus facility at Villanova, Temple the same way. But I'd rather go watch a game at the Palestra. And when you saw Penn State play one basketball game there a couple of years ago, you saw what that atmosphere was like and what it's about. My fear is... Would you change that at Penn State, or even do you need to make a change to gain that? Because you already have that. Mm -hmm. You have that charm. But let's fast forward the question and let to what they exactly asked also, which is, if we were to choose between major renovations to Beaver Stadium or build a new structure, and they would be comparable in pricing... Which way do you go? I think, in other words, it's how much sentimental value does the current Beaver Stadium have, which you might lose if you were to build a new structure? This might be borderline sacrilege, Jim, but 
My sentimental attachment to Beaver Stadium, to be honest with you, is not nearly as strong as you might expect it would be. I'm in no way agitating for Penn State to tear it down. But if the ultimate decision was to build a new stadium, I would not be, you know, there'd be no wailing and gnashing of teeth on my part. Honestly, I probably felt sadder when they tore down the old creamery than I would necessarily when they tore down Beaver Stadium, in part because I understand how many times that venue has been moved and transformed. It's not like that was ye old college football field and it's been there since the days of pantaloons and sweaters and leather helmets, right? Beaver Field has gone through multiple permutations over time. So again, uh, people are going to get angry when I say that. I'm just saying I wouldn't be personally devastated. I, I hope it doesn't happen. To me, a more important question is how perfectly situated right now, given the available real estate, is Beaver Stadium. If building a new stadium means infringing on the available tailgating space, then it's an entirely different ballgame for me. I'm dead set against it. I am also highly, highly, highly skeptical that the cost of renovating Beaver Stadium would ever end up as a wash with raising it to the ground and building an entirely new facility from scratch. Well, again, when I see some of those construction costs or redo uh, stadium, what I don't want them to have to do is even, say, pay 75% of the amount to redo Beaver Stadium, then in 15, 20 years have to do it again. Okay, so to me, if it, it all else is equal, and I talked about this on our show last week a little bit. Now, there was, there's talk of, oh, if you take down Beaver Stadium, you have to play elsewhere. My question is, with all that land there, are you telling me you can't build new Beaver Stadium next door somewhere? Yes, we'll have parking issues for a season or two till we could then take down current Beaver Stadium to compensate for it. But let's face it, we've been through parking shortages, one of those moments when there's so much rain or snow and some of the parking lots are unavailable because they're too muddy. So we've lived through that. So if you give me the choice of just upgrading because you're so sentimentally attached to Beaver Stadium, you brought up a good point. Hey, you know, it used to be Beaver Field on the other side of campus, and we did, by the way, on our Keystone kickoff show, we did a whole segment on the rebuild of Beaver Stadium by taking apart Beaver Field and moving it across campus. But... Again, I don't have a sentimental attachment to the structure. I have a sentimental attachment to the traditions at the field. Again, mm-hmm. the whiteout. You know, the student body being as good, as clever, as much fun as they are. The music that's being played. Now, if you can... And there's no reason why you can't transport that to the a potential new stadium... The only thing I will ask is you bring in an acoustics person. Hmm. Make sure the noise stays in that stadium, okay? Make sure it will be loud. That's the tradition more than the steel beams that are at uh, Beaver Stadium. That would be my one requirement for a new stadium, Chris. 
Yeah, and you know, I think you and I are in agreement there, although I also suspect we are in the minority. So again, for any of the listeners out there who are, you know, ready to throw something at the car dashboard or across the room or whatever and hearing us talk like this, I would never sort of selfishly advocate my own view, which is not that I want a new stadium. It's just that I wouldn't be devastated if they decided to tear down Beaver Stadium. I I think, you know, with whatever media platform we've got available to us, if I sense that the majority of the fan sentiment was against that, I, I would say, listen to the fans, respect your customers. And I guess to your point about the atmosphere of the stadium, I think that's the bigger question, right? I don't worry about a renovation to Beaver Stadium or even the construction of an entirely new football venue putting a dent in any way in the enthusiasm that is part and parcel to the Penn State spirit. You put Penn Staters together in, you know, a a steel and girder stadium that seats 100,000, a newfangled NFL-style stadium that seats 75, or a giant hole in the ground with a football field down at the bottom of it. And there is going to be a party in the building, right? I, I, I don't worry about that. I do worry about the need to finance whatever this project ultimately ends up being, creating so many new um, bells and whistles for the wealthiest attendees and jacking up the general ticket prices to such an extent that you fundamentally alter the composition of the crowd because you've changed the type of person who frankly can afford to regularly attend a Penn State football game. And if that is going to be the cost of doing business, I'm not even sure it's worth it, honestly. And that goes a little bit back to the whole atmosphere question, Chris. And you know, this all could be attacked with di- in different ways. When they talked about the prices being comparable, you're talking about a complete redo of Beaver Stadium where if it, it's essentially pieces of the stadium are almost independent. You know, like right. the suites, it's a separate structure yep. to the stadium itself. This was a horseshoe at one time. You know, the end zones... North and South are almost separate structures to the East and West. And, you know, I wonder if that complete redo of Beaver Stadium isn't, in essence, a new stadium just in the same spot and we're doing it piecemeal. You know, okay, we'll do the North End Zone or we'll do the South End Zone. You know, then we'll do, you know, each sideline, the East and West, and we'll put in a new press box. So essentially you're doing new construction just over the top. It's so like this is like a ship of Theseus dilemma, and... you're saying. If if we replace Beaver Stadium piece by piece to one day there's none of the original Beaver Stadium left, is it still Beaver Stadium? Exactly, exactly. And I'm glad you explained the rest of it because it was obviously some literary reference that went right over my head, Chris. That comes so, from you being much more educated than I am. But to, it, it real quick, to circle to, back to the the survey itself that the athletic department sent out. I, you know, my wife and I did it together. We tried to answer as honestly as possible. The The problem is we just, I, I guess, don't set a very high bar for amenities 
when it comes to how much we love Penn State football. There were all these different things you could offer input on and rate them one to five as to how important they were to you in terms of uh, the future Beaver Stadium. And to me, I, I, really, there were only three things I ultimately cared about. Uh, it would be great to have more bathroom facilities. So there aren't, you know, uh, lines out to Belfont during halftime and, and the beginning of the third quarter to use the restrooms. Now, I have heard that the women's rooms, women's restrooms are in far more need of upgrade than the men's rooms, which are not great. I mean, the men's rooms look like they're from a demilitarized zone. So I can only imagine what the women's restrooms look like. It would be wonderful to have an upgrade, but at the bare minimum, more would be terrific. So some kind of an upgrade in the amount and quality of lavatories, improvements in, uh, you know, entrance and egress from the stadium. So once again, I don't miss the beginning of the homecoming game because there's a line out to Belfont and I'm at the back of it. That would be amazing. And uh, an improvement in the Wi-Fi, and by improvement, I mean existence thereof, would be incredible. Guys, it is now like 2022. I think we have like a wireless part, ATT Wireless or somebody is like a corporate partner of Penn State. Like, how about we figure out how to make cell phones work in Beaver Stadium? And then could we improve the concessions? Yeah, sure. Do I care about that? Not at all. Honestly, I don't care about any of those things I just listed because I still go and I'm very happy every single time. But those are the things that, that are important to me. Those very basic things. So as a fan, I'm, I, you know, I'm just a simple guy. And if they have to raise the ticket price to pay for upgrading the stadium because of the way the marketplace is changing, like I'm actually open to that, truly. But anything's like like switching to chair back seats and all that kind of crap and have people deliver your concessions to you at your seat. Well, I don't need any of that. If it's there, great, whatever. But it's not going to change what draws me to a Penn State football game. And that is the importance of love for place, school, team, alma mater, the spirit that gets me there. And that atmosphere that is like being part of nothing else. Just the rush of energy and adrenaline you get from being part of the 107,000. Chris, I am in agreement there. The things that matter to me, you know, get me into the game where I won't be late. Let me have the opportunity to use the restroom without missing an entire quarter of the ball game. Anything else, I can go three and a half hours without eating. Right. Because... I go I go to the tailgate before I just the ate game for seven hours. I'm fine. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I could sit on the bleachers for three and a half hours because I'm so excited about watching the game itself. That's what's important to me. And I'm not sure we've seen an indication that there are other fans who aren't quite as invested in the game as we are who are gonna stop going. Because you're still averaging over 100,000 people coming there. So I'm not sure as a business decision, and if the business decision is that, gee, if we build a new stadium that has all the bells and whistles, we can make more money by charging more at the expense of the fans who can't afford to do, you know, can they make more money with an 80,000 seat stadium and charging more? And that's why they would make the decision. I'm saying, don't do it. Just don't do it. 
I want everyone able to go. I want there to be over 100,000 fans, Chris. That's what makes it special. The second question is, gee, if they're going to spend all this money, would I have them spend all the money on the current stadium or build a new one? If it's comparable, build the new one. Just make sure it has those things that we still love. The noise, the capacity, and make that still be an event. I'll give you the final word, Chris. Sure. I think you hit it. To me, same priority. Don't alter the character, the unique character of the Penn State football experience. And that begins with do not infringe on the tailgating space. There's a reason we're considered one of the best tailgating scenes in the country. Don't take that away. Don't compromise that. Don't rob your fans of that. Don't freeze the average fan who is the lifeblood of your business model out of the live Penn State football experience. Don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Truly. This is a land-grant school, and the spirit of that should be reflective in the crowd at a football game. I guess I will say that the counterpoint to your perspective, Jim, is that Penn State wisely, I think, looks around at the rest of the country, including programs who we, we are looking up at in terms of success on the field. And everywhere they look, they see cautionary tales that suggest that we may be on borrowed time in terms of being able to average over 100,000 fans. That changing consumption habits, changes in the economy, consumer preferences, the competition for the entertainment dollar, dollar and, for, and for your time are all dictating that the future of Penn State football will be a stadium with a capacity that is below 100,000. Uh, I don't have enough evidence to argue one way or the other. I do appreciate that they are at least going out and trying to gather some quantitative data to help inform their decision-making. But it's not unreasonable, in my opinion, to look around at very, very successful storied Power 5 programs and see the difficulty they are having filling their stadiums and the declining year-over-year -year attendance at a lot of these big schools and saying, that is a storm that might be coming Happy Valley's way, and we better at least have a plan in place to deal with it when it does. We can't just assume that the sun is going to shine every day. We live in central Pennsylvania. We know that's not the case. Very good points, Chris. And you know what? The one thing I think we could be assured of, nothing is going to happen very soon. Correct. It always takes quite a long time. So don't look for this in your 2023 season to hey, be happening. If you want to spend right. this money, kids, you have to raise it. So all that stuff in the survey is great. But you know what I didn't get to rate from one to five, Jim? Don't lose on homecoming to the worst goddamn team in the Big Ten. I, I'll rate that a 10 on a scale of five, and I guarantee you, you do a lot less of that, you're going to have a lot more money to spend on whatever the hell you want to do with the bathrooms and the Wi-Fi and the luxury suites and the seat backs and everything else. So figure out how to fix the offensive line and stop losing to these god-awful teams and the rest will take care of itself. Well, to fi finish this off, Chris, it's not a case of if you build it, they will come. It's a question of if you win, they will come. That is it for the show. Thank you, folks, for listening. Be sure you join us next week on the obligatory Keystone Crossover Show. Keystone Sports Network.